Hello, and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I am your host and the author of the piece that you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. You can call me Daddy, you can call me Jack, you can call me what you want so long you call me back. Hi, how you doing? You okay? Are you having fun? Good. I like starting off with a smile instead of a ha 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 these days. Uh, because just before we get into everything, and I do my little blabbling at the beginning and my upkeep, I just have to, you know, be me. You have to be you, and in times like right now, it's really good to be me. No, really. As somebody who has dealt with isolation and anger issues and anxiety issues and PTSD his entire adult life, this is actually a time where I'm feeling pretty well-balanced in the actually really great movie, Beautiful Mind. It's not historically accurate in any way, apparently. But in the in the great movie, Beautiful Mind, Russell Crowe uh, has a line that has stuck with me since I saw it. Actually, I'm remarkably well-balanced. I have a chip on both shoulders. That's just a great fucking line. <laughs> and I've thought of it ever since I saw the movie. And right now, it really does seem to apply. People are asking me in my personal life, why are you so chipper? Why are you so upbeat? You're not happy people are dying and the situation is crazy, are you? The answer is no, I'm really not. The news right now is terrifying. Uh, Yet it's not affecting me at all. And it's not affecting my day-to-day or my sleep or anything else. I have, by and large, uh, just tapped out of the news. I'm slowly but surely reintroducing it to my diet, which I was afraid that I was going to relapse and start reading news all the time, but I'm not. I'm reading the occasional poll. I'm reading the occasional article by a guy who actually has, you know, a doctorate in uh, in math about, about polling options and shit. You know, political scientists. I'm dipping my toe in and out, and it feels simply wonderful. So, for all of you out there who are not feeling so good, who are coming here for a little bit, of peace and quiet and fun. Once again, I feel really good about embracing that this is what I can do at this time. I can I can do that. I can make you feel better. So to everybody who sent something out on social media, to everybody who subscribed in the last week, to everybody who sent something out there, thank you. Your support means the absolute world to me. And each and every last one of you that that does it, that do it, uh, that do these things, I'm not quite sure the right grammatical way to say it, uh, just know that you are invisibly, quietly, however however you think, telling me that you also see me as <laughs> capable of moving across this, this weird uh, acrobatic obstacle course that we're in right now. Um, and just real quickly on that, I read something about the future or about where we're at that I thought was really apt. In the past, when I've been chained down to health and I couldn't do things because I was spending all of my money on medicine, so I was living in the shittiest apartment in the world and barely getting by and yada, yada, yada. Uh, back when I was in those stakes, it felt like I was in prison. And I even said that. And I said it was a great switch to go from prison to summer camp as a mental exercise and just say, you're not in prison you're in summer camp. Well, I read something recently for any of you who are struggling with your day-to-day that I thought was quite helpful and I thought I should pass along. Do not think of where you're at as a sentence, because sentences end. 
And that sounds really mean at first, but hold on, it gets a little bit better than that. If you don't think of yourself as a sentence or something that you only have to do for X amount of time, you free yourself to do what you actually can do then and there. Doesn't mean you will, but if you do consider it a sentence and that there's a clock ticking down and that you have to abide it for so long, you might be disappointed when you have to go longer and you might find yourself burning out because you're telling yourself, I just have to maintain this. Well, maintaining something when everything is spinning is very, very difficult. Just ask a ballet dancer. All right. I think that's going to do it for <laughs> the introduction. Please hit the subscribe button. I hate this part, but I'm doing it, and listen to how well I'm doing it. Please hit the subscribe button. Tell all your friends. Flick your bean together in voice chat. Whatever it takes. Come on, baby. I'm on the up and up. Let's keep the Jubilee on a going. All right. Up next is a piece that is entirely fan-requested. Sometimes I take pieces of what you guys suggest, sometimes I get inspired, and then sometimes I'll get an anonymous request that I look at and I say, well, that's perfect. You and me, and we're going to be stuck for a little while together. I call this piece Roadside Attraction. <sighs> No, because it's not. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to snap at you. I just, there is absolutely no change to the situation, and I'm losing my mind. I've been as patient as I fucking can be with the elements, okay? <sighs> we have been trying to make this trip for months now. And every week, it seems like, there's another snowstorm. Every week. There's a bomb cyclone coming. There's another one coming after that. There's a nor'easter in between. And over and over again, we've done our best to just get through it. So you can imagine that after all of the planning... After all of the logistics, after all of the back and forth and all of the promises and how long it's been since we actually got to see her. How long it's been since we actually got to see our daughter. Yeah, I'm a little bit cranky. I said that this trip wasn't going to work. I'm just as irritated about it as you. But I'm not the one who said we have to try. Uh, you know, we're allowed to remember different things different ways, okay? We are. We're allowed to remember different things in different ways on this one. My perspective right now, from where I'm sitting, you pushed. And you did it for all the reasons I just said, and I went along with it for those reasons. Against better judgment. And now there is zero movement on the highway. There's none. They're talking about how there's not going to be any tomorrow either. I'm looking at all the alternate routes, and you know what I see when I pull up page after page after a page? Just look at that. Exclamation points, red stop signs, red lines on every road. And that's before the next blanket comes in. We are literally stuck between snowstorms. 
I didn't say you did it. I didn't say you wanted to do it even if you did. I said I agreed. I said it sucks. I, I said it. I miss her. I know you miss her too, but I miss her. And I agreed. So no, I'm not putting this all on you, but God damn it. After the year we've had, after everything we've done to get stuck in a shitty roadside motel, one story, middle of nowhere, charging an extra 25 bucks a night because what else are we going to do? This is... <laughs> How much more do you expect me to want to take? Anybody, any man, any person, really. How much more of this? It's not you. It's not anything. It's... 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 I'm not going to pretend like I'm the only one losing my grip here. No, I don't mean you. I don't. I mean people. You think co-workers aren't showing signs? My own fucking boss is actually being forced to work for the first time in a decade, and you can see the light draining out of his eyes. He snaps at everybody, and everybody is snapping around the goddamn office because he is. This is so frustrating. And to finally risk it and try and do something nice and rewarding and something that's going to make you feel connected. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. We knew when she went away for college. We knew. We knew that things might get weird. But this, this is goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> this is sending your kid off and then a war breaks out and they can't get home and you can't get to them. This is more than I ever anticipated. <sighs> they don't teach you how to do any of this at the best of times. And when people ask you, how are you doing? Are you all right? Is everything okay? This is the exact kind of thing that they don't want to hear you respond with. Because what can they say or do? What can they offer besides a quick bit of sympathy? And then it's on to what the pressing business is. And I just, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my fucking mind. So no, don't take it personally. I've been short with everybody. You know I have. I've been short with you. I'm just short. I'm not getting enough. So I'm short. No, it is not your job to calm me down. No, it is not your job to soothe me. But I want you to understand why I've been so antsy lately. The few good things in my life, in our life, they just keep getting delayed. Like that old gag about putting a piece of money on a fishing line, reeling it in as somebody reaches for it. It just feels like things keep getting extended in the bad way and never in the good one. When's it going to come together for us, huh? We work hard. We try. We make the effort. <laughs> How many road trips around snowstorms do you have to plan 
to have them canceled, to try to have them canceled before you stop really planning road trips, before you say you're doing it when you know you're not really. I don't know. There's not a finite answer, but there's finite will. There is only so much you can give and only so much you can take. And is it really a surprise that I'm just a ball of bastard right now, a little shit heel covered in chocolate? <laughs> Fuck you. I am covered in chocolate. <sighs> I am not going to fight with you. Okay, that's a fair point. What have I been doing? I'm not going to fight worse with you. How about that? You know why? Because we're trapped here. We're trapped here together. So I'm just going to be smart. You want to bait me? Bait me. You want to say something? Say something. I will just get on my goddamn phone. That's fair enough. But don't act like I haven't been trying to find a solution out. Don't act like I haven't been trying to regulate my behavior. And don't act like I haven't been willing or supportive in this venture, which is now turned upside down. Because I have. That's the frustrating thing. The emotions that I'm experiencing, I know that they're negative, but that doesn't mean that I should ignore them. The information coming in is negative. The emotional response is going to be fucking negative sometimes. And you know what? That's okay. It's a-okay, bay-bay. Yes, it is. I know. I know. I know it's very frustrating. You know how I know? Because I'm very frustrated. And I know you are too. The angrier you are, the more you shut down. The quieter your words. The quieter you are. So, how about this? Stop. Stop. I said stop. Everything. I mean it. The reason why I am so irritated is there's literally nothing we can do. I mean it. We can check again tomorrow, about 10, 12 hours. We'll see. It'll get warm enough. Maybe the lines start turning yellow. And if they do, we're out of here. But we should plan on that not happening. We should plan on that not happening, not just for today and tomorrow, but maybe the next three or four days. That's how sure I am that this situation is fucked. We got hit by one. We're going to get hit by another. And I don't think everyone's recovered from the storm that occurred just a couple of weeks back, quite frankly. So... If I really believe this, and I do, and if you really believe me, and you say you do, hmm, hmm, then what we're going to do is stop and nothing. You hear? We're going to stop and just sit here. Put on some music, put on a game, put on a movie. I don't care. There's nowhere to go out to. We're not going to be able to find very good room service. So, we're going to eat like we are our fucking daughter. 
I'm going to find a way, if I have to tie tennis rackets to my feet, to get to the CVS that's about a half mile away, and I'm going to buy Pop-Tarts. Oh, yes, I am. I'm going to buy an eight-pack of cinnamon Pop-Tarts, and I'm going to eat them. And if you try and take a single bite without asking for your own Pop-Tart delivery, you will be destroyed. You will pull back nine fingers at most. I'm going to get Pop-Tarts. I've earned some fucking Pop-Tarts. What have you earned? I'm serious. What do you want? You want the best ice cream that they have available? Because who knows what that's going to be. Do you want it? They're not going to have Ben and Jerry's probably, but I'll get you whatever you want. Do you want ice cream? Huh? We've earned it. I mean, I'm going to burn the calories just going through the snow, probably. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Okay? There is no good in this solution. So let's just do our best. There is no winning, so let's just try and lose the least amount possible. What do you say? Doesn't have to be bad. They might even have tea candles. Uh-huh. Tea candles. Mm-hmm. They might even have $4 shitty roses that die within 36 minutes of buying them. Oh. I know my way around a CVS store, baby. You turned on yet? Come on. Seriously. We might be trapped here for a couple of days. Let's be trapped. Let's accept it. And I will listen to whatever dumb fucking show you put on. And I'll barely roll my eyes in an audible way. See? That got a laugh out of you. Mm-mm. I'm dead serious. I know. Hey. I know. Hey. I know. Come here. Come here. It's okay. I know, I know, baby, baby, relax, in and out, breathe, in and out, okay? <sighs> Look at your back, you're breathing so deep, I can feel you, just holding you from behind, you poor thing. I mean that. No, I do. You're allowed to pout. You're allowed to think it sucks that you're stuck here with me. <sighs> but I'm glad I'm stuck here with you. I'm gonna be in a rotten mood, too. Eventually, I'm gonna go stir-crazy. We both know it's true. Let's make the most of it. Why start now? Seriously. Why get the worst part here in a hurry when we can try and delay it? And you know, maybe something magical happens and we actually jailbreak tomorrow. But until then, shh, it's okay. Shh, you're okay. You're okay. Mm-hmm. I know. I know.
is so fucking wet for me. Mm-hmm. Look at that. You love it, don't you? I said you love it, don't you? You goddamn right you do. Mm-hmm. You love it when I put my hands on you and I spin you where I want you, grip you, make you feel all small and sexy in my hands. You love it, don't you? Mm-hmm. You know how lucky I am? You can be in a car for that many hours. You're still all ready to fucking go. At least your body is. Uh-uh. Turn that face back to that wall. I gotta get reacquainted with the back of your neck. Mm. Mm. from behind. That's right, I said tits. You really gonna fight with it? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. We both know the truth. I've known you for too long to pretend otherwise. Even though you don't like it, when I get all grumpy and I use a deeper voice, it makes your pussy twitch for me. Mm. You can't hide it. You can't run from it. Silly, silly, silly girl of mine. I know exactly what does it for you. I know that I do it for you. And you want to make everything right for me, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your clit's already soaking. Your slit is already greased up for me. I've barely touched you. I've barely said anything at all. It's the reference to ice cream, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You want to be a slut just for me? Do you? Do you? You want to give it up? You want to be stuck in this goddamn room with me? Do everything I say when I say it? make you come so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. We both know that I will. We both know what I will. We both know what I'm going to do with this pent-up energy if it keeps going and going. First I'm going to grouse, then I'm going to complain, and then I'm going to fuck you until you see stars. Uh-huh. You know exactly what I need to get all of this out of my system, don't you? Don't you? (laughs) Makes you think good. Mm. I love the way you react to the second finger pushing inside you, opening you up, swirling around. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to make me come real quick today, aren't you? Aren't you? It's been three days since I got my rocks off. I cannot believe how frustrated I am. And sometime around the third hour of driving today, I realized exactly what was going to happen, and I've been pissed off about it ever since. 
Now, are you going to let me beat up on that goddamn pussy of yours to get revenge on the world, or what? Or fucking what? Are you? Are you? Uh-huh, you are. You are a slut just for me. Every man in your life who wanted you, and you only give it up to me. That's right. It's because of what I do to you. Right there. Right now. Right fucking there. Isn't that good? Fucking good. Come on. Come for me real quick. I want you to right now before I push into you. Right there. Just the two fingers in and out. Mm, stroking my own dick with my left hand while I finger you from behind. I love it. I love getting you in this position. It's my favorite. My absolute favorite. Your pussy, it gets so goddamn wet and I get to see the juices drip down your thighs. Your pussy gets so fucking tight when I push up from behind. The little curve in my cock, it catches in it so perfectly from this position. Standing and behind, you bent over. You come a puddle of sweat for me. You scream for me. You're gonna need a fucking shower for me while I go to the fucking store. Come on, baby. Warm me up. Come for me. Come for me. Give me that hot cum. And I want you to give it to me. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not giving up. These two fingers. In and out. In and out. In and out. Need me to reach that other hand over? Stop touching my dick and rub your clit. I will. I'll do it right now. Focus on that penetration. Focus on that penetration before I start sliding around your clit. Right there. Right there. Right there. Come on. You gonna be a good girl? You gonna be a good girl? You gonna be a good girl? Yes, you fucking are. You gonna be a good girl? Yes, you fucking are. You gonna be a good girl and come for me right now. Now, right there. Yes, you are. Don't feel pressure, but you're gonna come right there. 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 Oh, good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Yes, you are. You're a good girl for me. Don't you try and get away. You know what you just did to this dick. You know what you just did to this dick. Mm-mm. You're not too sensitive. Don't pretend. I know every single part of you. That's right. Call me daddy as I fuck you. Mm-hmm. Call me daddy before our fucking daughter says it again. Oh, you fucking love it. Don't pretend otherwise. There's nobody else here. Uh, who you kidding? Huh? Who you kidding? Call me fucking daddy as I push in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Can't see. But I know your eyes are all glazed over. That's right, grip me. Squeeze around the head and release. Keep those hips rolling, you know what I need. You know what gets the stress out. You know what gets the stress out, don't you? Don't you? 
come in three days. Uh, it's just how good I am at fucking you from behind. Been doing my stretches. Been eating real good lately. Can't wait to undo it with a little bit of shitty processed sugary food. Nom nom nom. It's going to take me at least 15 minutes to get there, even though it's right down the road. And I imagine it's going to take a little bit longer. So, why don't you take a shower, get all cleaned up for me. I'll put on another layer, and I will go ahead and head out in a couple of minutes. Text me with what you want. Since you're always so indecisive, but you usually come out of the shower feeling just a little bit more in tune with yourself, okay? We'll have a night or two or three of it. We'll figure it out. Hmm? I love you too. And aren't I a lucky one for it? I love you too. And here's hoping you enjoyed that piece. And if not, no refunds for you. That was a fan request, so send your fan requests on in. Everything from the hotel uh, to being stuck to being with the partner and the emotions in it, 
all 100% fan requested. So send in some more. Now, thank you to everybody who's been sending in questions, but I need some more. Please send them on in. I promise I won't bite your head off this time. I mean it. I'm going to be very, very, very... uh, I'm going to be much more open with the things that I want to be open about. I have to hide things. I don't want to talk about my family or my past or anything identifying. But I am here for your questions and uh, just honestly feeling better than I ever have before. Send them in, please, won't you? I love questions from new girls. It's so easy. You just record something. You send in a link to Allie. She'll get the rest done. Uh, or you can send an MP3 in, uh, anything else. So go ahead, send them on in. I don't know your questions, and I like it that way. Up first, a question from Cheyenne. Hey, Jack. A little bit of a silly question for you this week. Uh, the Muppet movie game. What? One movie, any movie at all. Oh. Whole cast is replaced by Muppets except for one human character. One human character. What's the movie, and who's the human? Okay, Thanks. that's pretty good. They usually have more than one human character, but that's pretty good. Okay, so one human actor. That's that's what I need to focus on. That's that's what's going to crack this wide open. Like, you can obviously go with internet uh, sweethearts like Danny DeVito or something, but that's ridiculous. He's already kind of a Muppet, you know? He's kind of a human Muppet already. That's kind of a shtick. Uh, you know, like, I love Jason Manzukas, but, like, putting Jason Manzukas a bunch of bump of Muppets, it's like, where's, where's the Muppet begin and the man end? You know what I'm saying? Like, I love these these guys. I really do. But they're, they're just totally wrong for a movie of Muppets. Uh, there, was a, there was a movie that came out uh, some years back that was rated R and almost rated X, where it was Muppets and it was, it was puppets. And it was all about murder. They, like, really existed and there was a murder thing. I can't remember who was in it. I never saw it. I, I wanted to like it, but then I saw it, it had horrible reviews. It came out about the same time as Sausage Party. Like, there was just a period of shitty, shitty, hey, man, what if we do stuff that we saw as kids but we made it adult? There was a real period of that going on in the 2010s, and they were all awful. Uh, gosh. They already did Tim Curry with the Muppets. See, and Tim Curry's a great choice to be surrounded by fucking Muppets. You're looking for somebody that can act their ass off. I haven't seen the most recent Muppet movie, so I might be making an ass of myself in case these people are actually in them. I'm finalizing my list. Because you want someone that can act their ass off and has total, 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 like, range of emotions and, and, and like, and they can just do them all. So, uh, I'm so bad at actors' names, but the actor who plays Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad jumps to mind as the only human being in that universe. <laughs> That's immediately funny to me. Um, what's his, his name's not Chris Wise, is it? The, the Austrian slash German actor who got really big with Quentin Tarantino films. What's his name? Christopher whatever his name. Is that his name, Chris? I'm so bad with names. He was, he was the most recent, he was one of the more recent Bond villains uh, he was in Django Unchained, and fuck me. I swear I'm not in any way intoxicated for this one. I'm, I'm riding high on green tea in a bath, but that's it. Oh, fuck me. You know the Tarantino guy I'm talking about. Fuck me, I cannot remember his name. All of my brain is now work and wordle. My entire brain is just these two things anymore. I've got nothing else. There's like three recipes left. It's like that old Homer Simpson joke about remember when I took a, a male course in winemaking and I forgot how to drive a car. 
It's pretty much like that is how it feels like. All right. I think those are I think those are my two. I was trying to like, you know, they already did Amy Adams. She's a great choice. I was trying to think of a woman. Like Meryl Streep doesn't cut it. Sorry. Kate Blanchett doesn't cut it. I'm only thinking of those two because of uh, Don't Look Up. Who would be a really, really Tony Collette? Tony Collette could be good. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Collette is the only woman amongst Muppets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially if she's, like, evil. Okay, that's pretty good. Up next, we have Papillon. Hi, Jack. Um, a couple of movie-related questions for you. Okay. Um, I wanted to say thank you for the incredible um, movies you've been hosting on the server oh, recently. Thank you. It's been wonderful. I'm blushing. Um, I am a little bit of a movie nerd myself, and... I recently saw a, a remake of an old classic from the 40s, and um, uh, the original I really loved. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just curious what your opinion is of remakes in general, um, your experience with remakes, and um, whether you've seen a remake that you actually prefer to the original. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I actually was just thinking about a remake of a movie. I was going to host it on the server. The original is terrible. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, there's nothing valuable about the original. It takes place in the 40s or 50s. Uh, not, not, not takes place, in, it's filmed in the 40s or 50s. And it's called The Quiet American. Um, and it's a story of intrigue set with an American and a British, uh, an American expat, expatriate, and a British expat, uh, and I want to say they're in Vietnam in the original. I can't remember exactly. They might be in Thailand, uh, or even like because of how old that movie is, Siam. Um, but it, they're in Southeast Asia, and that's the that's the setting for these two these two people getting along and not getting along. Is that they're they're the two white speaking English men uh, in in this uh, Asian land is is the setting. Because, uh, of course, it's a movie from the 1950s. And it's not very fucking good at all. But Brendan Fraser is in two, I think, amazing movies. And he never gets played for either. One of them is a totally original work called Gods and Monsters, which is a, a, a telling, a retelling, a biographical retelling of the final days of the man who made Frankenstein, the movie. If you think about the green skin and the bolts in the neck, it's the last days of him, played by Ian McKellen, and then young uh, Brendan Fraser and him, Start a start a relationship towards the towards the end of his life after he's gotten news that he's quite sick. It's a very interesting movie. I don't want to spoil it any more than that. It's one of Brendan Fraser's true great two. And then the other one I was just thinking about this one. It is a remake, The Quiet American. It's two thousand two, I want to say, and that's Michael Caine as the Brit expat and Brendan Fraser as the American, and they're in Vietnam, and because of all the history that happens. Uh, they said, of course, during the Vietnam War. So it's the same story, but they got a much better setting. Because when you talk about post-colonialism between Brits and Americans and Vietnam, suddenly things get real interesting. And it's not the Brits that were in there before us, it was the French. But, like, you know, the Brits, of course, invented colonialism to, to, a, to a certain degree. What we understand, at least as Americans of colonialism, we understand from them. So there's a real interesting setup. It's better acted. It's better directed. It's a better setting. It's a more meaningful uh, story in every way. So there's a remake I can hardly recommend. I will uh, 100% show it on the server since I'm thinking about it anyway. Allie, did you pick a theme for today? Thank you, Allie. All you girls, send in questions. We'll have more theme days. Food last time. Movies this time. And then what's the third thing I'm good for? I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. 
<laughs> uh, how do I feel about remakes in, in general? I am totally fine with it. And I have always had a different relationship with media than other people. I grew up watching reruns of TV shows from the 50s and 60s. Uh, and so I, was, I watched a show called Dobie Gillis. And if you've never heard of it, that's fine. Don't look it up. There's nothing special. It's a rerun of something that I would watch and fall asleep to as a kid. Um, but Dobie Gillis was a series of movies before it was a TV show. And Gunsmoke. And all of these, you know, franchises that existed forever jumped between all kinds of, of different media. There were Gunsmoke magazines. It was a huge... It's almost impossible to tell you how big the shows Gunsmoke and Bonanza and shit were. I wasn't even alive at the time, and that's how big they were. That 25 years later, people are still quoting them, making commercials where there's, like, laugh lines and references to them. They were huge. Uh... So basically, I've always thought, like, when people are like, oh, I like, yeah, that's, yes. When you're talking about the golden age of Hollywood, which you, now I've, I've realized that I've now seen way more movies between 1930 and 1950 than most people who claim to be movie buffs. Oh, oh. And I'm talking the good shit, too. I'm talking top shelf stuff. I, you know, you can quiz me off the top of my head. I'm good, baby. Uh, <laughs> but most of those are remakes. Our novel adaptions, our serial adaptions, our plays are just straight up plays that they've turned into screenplays. You know, that golden age is filled with a lot of remakes. And then the last thing is a realization occurred to me, and I don't know exactly when or where, but I watched too many franchises come back from the dead. Like it started with Duke Nukem, and we thought for sure Duke Nukem's never coming back. Like Duke Nukem was a parody of himself in the 80s and 90s and then Duke Nukem came back like a harbinger of true evil in the media world Duke Nukem the video game returned and somehow that opened the portal like Twin Peaks season 3 there's a quick scene in episode 6 where like oh that's why there's oh that's why there's a bunch of weird shit been going on in our reality okay all right you could you could have led with that but sure all right cool uh just like that, Duke Nukem's return brought upon the end of any kind of media linearness. Now media properties exist outside of time and space as humans can perceive it. And they can blink in and out, they can brigadoon away and two, and are just going to be remade. So I loved the first three seasons of the Battlestar Galactica remake. Loved the first three seasons of the Battlestar Galactica remake. The final season didn't happen. and. Obviously, if I loved just that one, I didn't love the original at all. <laughs> we are here to destroy you. No. Nuh-uh. Doctor Who? The original series? Battlestar Galactica? The people who are into them were nerds. I'm a nerd. But we're talking nerds. So there's me liking the second iteration, and there's going to be a new iteration, and I don't give a shit. Okay, Jack, but that's you liking the second iteration and not caring about the third. What about a franchise that you care about and is going to be remade for the first time? Do you care? No! Love Babylon 5! Legitimately love how that show ends and the places it goes in its first four seasons, especially two through four. Goes wild, crazy places. Totally off the goddamn cuff. And they're remaking it. I do not give a shit. Zero. I'm not going to watch it because I already got my Babylon 5. I already got it. I don't care. And then lastly, I gave it a lot of shit. 
I, I hosted it on the server, and I gave it a lot of shit, and I still will. And I'm like, don't watch fucking Dune. Watch Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely since we're talking old movies. But for all the shit that I give it and for all the love that I have for David Lynch, Mulholland Drive is one of the best 10 noir movies ever fucking made any year, any time. One of the 10 best. Dead serious. For all the love that I give David Lynch and all the hate that I gave The Modern Dune, The Modern Dune is a better adaption, and it's a more watchable movie. Yeah, yeah, the first 40 minutes are not more watchable, but once, once, the, once the Lynch pins come off the, uh, the 80s version, that piece of shit is crazy. It's not good to watch. It's almost Zardoz level by the last 30 minutes of it. Don't watch Zardoz. You will lose your mind within first 15 minutes and you'll not get it back. Thank you so much, Papillon. We've got some questions left from Allie. She reads your questions. Hi there, Jack. I've received some text questions this week. Let's do so it. Let's get into them. <laughs> She's so excited. First question from Sweets McGee. Sweets. What is a game that you currently play to relax? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I relax while I'm playing it. Uh, I'm actually doing Spirit Fair right now, uh, and I resisted playing it because I didn't want to make relationships with cartoons. If you don't know what Spirit Fair is, you you start off the game becoming the new Grim Reaper. Sharon is on his boat on the River of Sticks, and he's just all like, "Peace, I'm done. I can't handle this. You're the new Grim Reaper," and you take a little boat around your little river of the dead. Uh, and uh, you you, uh, you make friends with people, and then you show them into eternity. It's pretty much like uh, if you saw The Good Place, if you got to the end of The Good Place, same kind of thing. Here's a door. You're already dead. Go through the door, and you're even deader. <laughs> and I was, like, hesitant with everything going on with COVID and all the deaths and all that. I was a little worried about getting into that. Um <laughs> But I got into the game, and little did I know, you have to do so many requests for so many people, and everybody's a picky eater in one way, and they all like, my house is too high on your boat, could you put it lower, and shit like that, like, you're wearing the wrong outfit to make me happy today, and after you do 15 to 25 requests for these assholes, I can't wait to fucking shut them off. Oh my god, the number of times one person alone is like, I don't really eat berries. You're a deer. You're a literal anthropomorphic deer. Eat the fucking berries. Oh, I was so ready to kill her and she hung on for so long. My God. (laughs) So I don't know if I found it relaxing because not only do you have to do all these requests, but eventually they start getting timed. And so it's all like, okay, so what I want you to do is make me a lobster roll. So you have to like grow wheat and mill wheat. And catch a lobster. And then cook it all. And by the time you do all that, it's like, will you please fucking die? Will you please fucking die? And I just have to say, it really confirmed that I made a great decision early on in my life to not become a hospice nurse. Question from Nessie. Hi, Nessie. Why are you so thick, Daddy? What's the thickness routine? (laughs) Uh, True story. I learned something. I like being lazy. I like it a lot. When I can be lazy and other people are proud of me, that's, you know, it's better than oral sex. It really is. Um, it, it tickles a part of me that's so much better. And I learned about 21, 
uh, that in the new field back then of, of sports physiology and, and nutrition, that if you worked your muscles out once a week, that you don't have uh, atrophy, that you keep your hyper, hyper, hypertrophy, woof, uh, H-Y-P-E-R-T-R-O-P-H-Y, to prove that I know what the word is, hypertrophy, hypertrophy. Is, is, you know, how it would be pronounced if we weren't obtuse. Uh, <laughs> and, and you get to keep it. All you have to do is work those muscles out for like 15 minutes a week, once a week. Now, obviously, sports science has updated since then. But as a rule of thumb, it keeps out pretty good. So how do I do it? I built the muscles a long time ago eating brown rice and turkey burger. And now I just do like planks and shit once, once a week, like really intense. Uh, I'm almost at the age where new muscle growth isn't going to happen. And I just got to say, I'm real happy with the amount of muscle growth that I have and I'll, I'll be able to maintain. Uh, the rest of uh, this decade of my life is going to be spent on furthering that good relationship with food so that I can keep my muscle mass as much as possible uh, as, I, as I age, as I move through life. Thank you, Nessie. And I've got a few anonymous questions. Yes, we love them. There's a map going around on the web showing the weirdest foods in each U.S. state. And seeing as how you're from New Mexico and you have noted your love of green chilies, have you ever had a green chili sundae? If not, <laughs> would you ever try one? Have I ever had a green chili sundae in particular? No. Have I had uh, green chili ice cream? Yes. And it's very, very good. What you don't know about chili, um, probably is that when it's what you would call unripe, when it's green, when it's still in its fruit stage, it's very, very sweet. There's a lot of very, very sweet uh, blends of chili. Uh, Pueblo chili and uh, hatch chilies, I would say, in particular, are very, very sweet. And so there's a number of uh, desserts with them. There is a not-so-strange, not-dessert dish. Gosh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But it basically is a whole fried green chili. And if you've heard the movie Fried Green Tomatoes, or if you've ever had them, you know that a fried green fruit can actually be really, really delicious. So it's a stuffed fried green chili, uh, and it's, it's very semi-sweet. It's very sweet. What type of erotic audio do you find the most fun to write? <laughs> well, I've been to pretty good men. I've been off today, so the ones that I'm paid to. What aspect of your life now would surprise past you? <laughs> just starting out. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Ellie. Oh my God. Oh, I just like many, like many, like many of you at home. I once asked myself, how could I tell if I actually met myself from the future if I didn't have a password that I didn't tell anybody? I know, a common thought, we all have it. And so like like the rest of you, I came up with a password. I still remember what it is, like age 14, 15. I came up with a password. I know the password. I know how to, I know, like, you know, I know how to talk to the kid. Let me just say, if I fucking, like, appeared through a time portal to myself, me as I am now, to past me, Pretty much any time. Like, even last five years. So there's already some great nightdom going on. But even if I went five years back, he'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like, listen. <laughs> I just got to tell you right now. I'm going to give you a warning. It's all going to go so much worse than you could ever imagine. 
just freak him out even more. Because it'll be true, though. But it would be true. Uh, I'm laughing at the question because, like, the further you go back, the more it's like, okay, hold on. Let's start over. <laughs> what happened to us? Slash me? Um, we, we go back, I mean, I, I think I've mentioned this before. Patrick Stewart, at age 19, started losing his hair. And he uh, didn't have that voice quite yet, obviously, his, his signature voice. And he thought throughout his college career he was going to end up single, alone, miserable, a failure. And he became a bona fide sex symbol in the 80s and 90s. It's hard to express just how many women, <laughs> like in stand-up comedy, like in public, I'm saying, were all about the peace stew. Uh I mean it. I, I know how strange that can sound. They were all about him. And it's just one of those lessons in life of you just, you know, you got to keep going. You don't know how the story ends, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I, I, I really do think about that Patrick Stewart story every once in a while because I'm, I'm living it, you know. I really am. And it's, you know, I'm not a fan of The Office, the TV show The Office at all. That's a remake. And that's a remake I hate because the UK version is fucking great because it's only 12 episodes long. Uh, <laughs> it's all the best jokes of The Office in the first two seasons without any of the boring bullshit. It's very good. Uh, but the, the guy who played Kevin Malone, he does, he does cameos all day long. And he, he, he makes like $100, $200 per cameo that he does. He, does, he just films little 60-second blurbs going, hey, I'm Kevin. And he makes a million dollars a year doing that. He's done it for several years now. And all I can say is, as somebody who doesn't give a shit about that actor, no offense, doesn't give a shit about that TV show, good for him! Who cares? So I think the number one thing that I could take back is, listen, so I know that you spend sometimes all nights in, in DM boxes and shit talking to women and looking for looking for women, and yeah, yeah, you have a lot of trouble with that and making a connection. Um, there will come a day where even if your head doesn't break the surface of water for weeks to months at a time, and you don't say anything, and you're angry and frustrated, and you're miserable, and you make all of this known, that women come by on the daily to give you compliments and tell you how appreciated you are and flirt with you and, and quote-unquote, in your vernacular that you will evolve out of, offer you sex. Uh, that would be really surprising. That would shock the shit out of me. It really would. I don't think I'd be able to accept it. Like young Patrick Stewart, I just assumed... I'm just never going to have the success. And I was told repeatedly, hey, these are the best years of your life. Hey, these are the years where you get to have fun. And I wasn't. And it really, really gaslit me into believing it. And everything about my life is better now. My back pain is better now than when I was a teenager. I'm going to let that sit in. My knees, my breathing, my life, everything is Food tastes better, air air is cleaner, all of it. I mean, in my body, it feels cleaner. It's obviously not cleaner. But all of it is better than it was back then when everybody was telling me this is as good as it fucking gets. Enjoy it now. And it really deranged me on the subject of women. I'm very lucky that it didn't derange me worse than it did and that I was able to sort of reevaluate myself in the 20s and get back on track, but it did. So those are the, I guess, one serious question isn't so bad. 
So, guys, thank you so much for all the questions. Thank you for being fans of the podcast. Send them on in. It really means uh, a lot to me. As you can hear, once again, I'm not rocking back and forth in my chair. I'm not in pain. I'm able to concentrate pretty good these days. I know it was gone a long, long time, and I'm sorry for that. But please, please keep the Jubilee on and going, because it is really... uh, It feels better than it ever has before. And if you're feeling that way, too... Thank you. If you've noticed, thank you. If, you have sent, if you're one of the wonderful people who anonymously send something in saying, you sound great, your attitude's good, thank you so much. It's, 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 it means so much to me because it's, you know, it's authentic the whole way through. I, I promise to be real with you because it takes too much fucking energy from me otherwise. And... The compliments that I've gotten so far early this year are the best compliments I've ever gotten. They mean the most to me. So thank you very much, everybody. See you next week. Send in those questions. Send in those requests. Share on social media. You know what to do. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And see you soon.